0: hey guys welcome back to the artcast um here with another episode um i hope moving forward uh you know just now um uh, as of kind of time of recording we're in we're in march here in the middle of March and um i know that um a lot of you guys will be experiencing a bit of discomfort or you know a bit of weirdness in your life because of the coronavirus and uh, the things that are going about the planet at the moment Um, I hope you guys are all staying safe and healthy Um, and uh, of course I'm here on the the podcast to try and give you something to at least take your mind off it or or think about other things for a moment. Um, We've got a real treat today actually, Um, something we were talking about just before we started recording. Uh, I have a guest on that is the first guest that's came on for a second time. So we have the first repeat customer. Um, for Digital Artcast. Uh, Today we are talking to Mr. Max Berman again, so hey Max, what's happening? Hey
1: Gordon, thanks for for having me back on.
0: Yeah man, defo. Um, Yeah, me and Max were were talking kind of earlier in the day and we kind of had a back and forth about an article that Max has uh, has just released on uh, the Kitbash website about... um, kind of just the survival's guide if anything for um freelance workers and artists having to work from home at this time during the the pandemic um and i thought it might be a good topic to cover uh mostly because people will be interested probably in, in what max has to say um with his experience and of course um a general just tips for you know if it maybe be the first time you're working from home or you're having to work from home and you're not quite sure how to go about your day day um max might have some some insights into uh things you can do to ease ease the pain of you know not having colleagues about you or maybe a solid structure in your day-to-day um so we've got wanted to, to talk about that um but before that um if uh people don't know who you are so far um which would really puzzle me at this point but uh if they don't could you just quickly introduce yourself max sure
1: um yeah um, my name is max berman um I'm the co-founder of Ash 3D, and uh, prior to that, I was uh, art director and a map painter for over 10 years in the film and games industry. Um, so I have quite a bit of experience of working from home. Um, I've I've attempted it a couple times and and tried and failed several times until I really got a system working for it. Um, yeah. And as this coronavirus. Uh, pandemic has, has really taken taken a hold of our society and a lot of people are, are making this adjustment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think um, for us, our first first move was to close down the Kipash office in LA, mm-hmm. make sure everyone uh, got all the equipment they need to work from home and had some a couple days to go pick up supplies. Mm-hmm. And once everyone got settled in, we had a big video chat to brainstorm and come up with uh, really how Kitbash was going to be able to respond to this in a way that um, that helped. I think we've all gotten way too many emails from everyone we've ever given our email address to telling us what they're doing inside of their company. And and right. that's not really helpful to us. And to be honest, like I, I expect that you sent your employees home and that you're being uh, h- hygienic.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah i was going to say I, th- I think uh most people i've spoke to in some parts of the vfx industry i know are um either have kind of either fully moved to remote at this point or are in the process of like setting up the vpn and getting ready for people to remote work um although i think the last person i spoke to about it was andrew hodgson was saying you know where he is just now um uh um I think it's NPC, i forget where he is now. I think he's an NPC, but um he was saying that they were setting up a VPN so they could work remotely and uh he wasn't looking forward to that because you know the how the whole pipeline sits in a studio, it's gonna be a bit harder doing that stuff remotely. Um he says even obviously just the ease of you know getting up and walking from your desk to somebody else's to ask them something would be a bit more of a pain. But then of course you endure because um, these aren't normal circumstances. Um but then I take it you you guys have a back and forward with studios as well. I mean also if people don't if if people don't know what kit bash d is, um I'll leave all Max's links in the in the description so you guys can check it out. But um you provide um three D ready models for VFX, film, games, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and your kits obviously range from um dystopian futures to post-apocalyptic to fantasy um how many kits have you guys got now quite a few right yeah i
1: think
0: we have around 40 kits wow wow i can remember when you had two (laughs) 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 that seems like a while ago but uh yeah because the last time we bumped into each other was uh industry workshops 2018 right something like that yeah 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 so um the company has grown even just a, a kind of quick minute before we dive into it um i know maybe, maybe you maybe don't want to go on a full history of Kit Bash, but um maybe quickly just what kitbash is to you guys and and um maybe what you're working on currently
1: sure yeah really the the, the mission of kitbash is to enable and inspire artists mm-hmm. um, and so while well, part of that is is building 3d assets um, we try to take a, a wider approach to that. To say,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what can we do to remove technical barriers so that artists can execute their visions, and mm-hmm. what can we do to uh, inspire artists by spotlighting, um, you know, people's work and mm-hmm. um, providing connection to the, the top artists in the game and film industry, so that um, so that a, a new generation of artists, a much wider generation, can. Uh, can really get exposed to this and and get excited about building worlds
0: right yeah because your kits are kind of pre-made just that if someone had a vision for a particular style or setting they can just um you know open the 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 packs as they come pre-made and then the the textures uvs everything's kind of set and ready to go they can just be moved and then rendered um almost instantaneously um there's a lot of there's a lot of uh stuff that is done beforehand right before the guys get the the, the pack in their hands they, it, there's less you know set involved and in, and in executing those right yeah i mean this
1: is always an evolving process and and we have quite the team right now working on so many different aspects of it uh um, yeah,
0: you just took on a, a full-time 3d model or was it was former blur uh environment artist i think was it or
1: yeah darren uh darren butler who was um a, a 3D lead over at Blur, He uh, cool. he's a 3D supervisor over there, and he's been there for 12 years, something like wow. that. He just came on as our head of 3D. Cool. Um, we have, I mean, we have, we have quite the stacked team on our end, and Darren's doing an amazing job really revamping a lot of our processes. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of, of what we're working on, really, we're trying to make building digital worlds as ubiquitous as building a website. And right our milestone right now is that uh, someone who's never used 3d before should be able to build a world and share it with a friend within one day
0: wow okay uh, right yeah. that's a that's a big ask for a lot of people in, in general because uh i know well i think it's easier now because the tools themselves are getting a little easier to, to manage but um i definitely have seen some um inspiring stuff that's been especially i think recently because you guys also publish the cyberpunk stuff so I know that'll be a hot topic soon of course with, with cd project um rounding out their project and then you know the spaceships thing just launched so also incredible sci-fi industrial um the Edo japan is one that i'm still looking for at one point because uh yeah i would just love to i'm just looking to eventually re- remake tenchu at some point so i can just make uh-huh. one version of that so um but yeah that, your stuff is is mind-blowingly good um it kind of reminds me of it's like a, a a super high class version of the the city studios i don't know if you've ever heard of those guys they make um like low poly assets for like unreal and unity engines it's, they they kind of make these whole um giant packs they have like a a world war pack or a, a battle royale pack or a zombie apocalypse pack and it's like you know they provide characters uh, cars vehicles buildings um and like large packs so that people can just throw them into Unity or unreal and build a game in a weekend um so you guys have the the kind of higher end of the spectrum because your stuff is used more in feature films vfx shots trailers um and uh and video games as well right i think has this stuff crossed into the the kind of triple a realm as well
1: yeah definitely um definitely a lot of game studios using this stuff and uh, that that that's another thing that we're working on right now is I think um, game engines provide an interesting challenge. Uh, So much is changing there right now. And and you Mm. look at stuff like The Mandalorian and the behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all in Unreal and it looks photoreal. And that creates a very different type of game engine asset. And so I think for us, we always want to skate to where the puck is going. Um, Right, yeah so we've we've kept we've kept our stuff a lot more ho- high poly count than most uh game engine stuff but mm-hmm. uh, really with the idea that game engines are increasing what they're capable of more and more uh,
0: well yeah i was going to say the next gen's just around the corner at this point in fact i think at the time of speaking playstation are about to announce uh the next stage for playstation so yeah it kind of is getting to that point and i think obviously with the mandalorian stuff um that's also credit to john because john favreau is I think very aware of the technology side of the industry um when producing and being on set with stuff so i think he's also championed a lot of that but yeah the 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 eminence of like real time i think especially where a lot of it was pre-rendered um previously within stuff like Maya and redshift um i think the the new real-time render engines especially this like ev and blender is getting to a point now that it's it's very powerful and very forward-looking um but then, of course, you know that, of course, this is your day to day. This is things you're thinking about, um, you know, as of just now, you know, you've got the spaceships out, but then you will have stuff planned even beyond that. Are you always looking like, you know, five or six kits in front of yourself?
1: Uh, way, way more than that. I think we got, um, I think there's 15 kits currently in production with wow. another 10 to 15 uh, in the design phase right now. So, um, I mean, we're we're building kits for summer 2021 right now wow okay
0: yeah let's that's up but then of course i mean that obviously i mean i have seen wow but that won't make sense for a business point of view right you want to be thinking like you said you want to be skating to where the puck is right you want to be well ahead of the curve and see that before it even happens and and almost like you know like a stock market trader you're watching the the up and down curve you're trying to think about where it's going to land and uh and you're just talking there about games and you think that's going to be i mean like again you know talking about the future of you know xbox and playstation and other other systems um you look at some of the stuff they're demoing at the moment and how powerful that is um you know the the i think the blur almost is coming between film and games now like there is a very much you know the production values are so similar like you said with mandalorian the reason unreal can be used at that level now is because game engines have came so far um so yeah it's definitely going to be something you're, you're thinking about moving forward is that more of a focus now you would say is more of the game side of the industry and less in vfx film now or is it kind of evenly balanced
1: um i see the two merging and right. uh, i think what our one of our challenges is right now is um to establish what the gold standard for these assets are with this changing technology. Right um i don't think that there is a gold standard out there and a lot of studios have different pipelines that we have to work within but also Mm -hmm. i think we're getting to a point now where uh we can influence a bit of that conversation of saying yeah you might work this way but technology is changing so quickly that Mm -hmm. we might be able to uh, get there faster than you um right you know and, and that's not undermining any any Studios out there because their technical yeah. are absolutely unbelievable. It's, it's to say that we live and breathe assets and mm. figuring out what is the best way to make an asset as flexible and as high quality as possible for every mm. software and for uh, every studio pipeline and hundreds of thousands of artists. Um, right. So it, it's it's a really exciting time while all of this is changing and yeah. while um, we have the opportunity to have some influence in the conversation.
0: Right, yeah, of course, because you're such a, I'd say a major player, but then that's funny how quickly that has changed the conversation because like I say, you know, laughing at the start, I'm saying I remember when you had two kits, but then I think Kit Bash was almost in its infancy when we were at industry Workshops um although the idea had already kind of be executed it was still like initial first steps but now you know i think even just over a year maybe even just a year itself you know you've came so far you know in terms of um notoriety and recognizability in the industry and of course now the stuff you're producing is getting you know the, the bar again is getting higher and higher with every kit um it maybe sound a weird question but is is there an end goal in sight or is there something i mean you talk about the gold standard that's maybe one part of it but as a business is there something that you feel you need to achieve to almost max out or is there is there no limit to the vision of kit Bash, or can it go on infinitely
1: i think that our our team really loves what we do and we mm-hmm. love working on this and so mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important that we set a goal that's so ambitious that it's going to take us a long time to achieve. Right. In in the past, we've set goals that we thought were ambitious and we got there a lot faster than we thought. And then yeah. we're faced with the 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 challenge of saying, well, what now? Uh, yeah. So I, I really do think that, that putting the stake in the ground and saying, um, we want to make building 3D worlds as ubiquitous as building a website it's uh is a large enough goal to keep us occupied for a
0: while. Of course, it would be, yeah. Um, it, well then again, yeah, but I mean it's 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 kinda of in the essence how you know, maybe a no as bigger comparison, although they are a very big company also, but you know, looking at Squarespace and how they have managed to make that website process in their own terms so easy to, to maneuver, um, it's probably the same thing where you want to take Almost the technological part, kind of out of the way, and have a more artistic input in a lot of the the process, so that you know people aren't having to worry about, like you said, UV and texturing, and, uh, placing assets. That's all kind of pre-done for you, and you're just um, comping a lot of that stuff to, to make your shots. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kitbash in itself is 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 a is a huge project. So what's your? I mean, can you talk about what's? Um, I say next, but maybe just the closest thing that is on your. Uh, production line. Like, is there something that's you know kind of about to come out, or something that's not far out you can talk about, or something that's next?
1: Um, I can, I can say that we are hard at working game engines. Um, okay. And also that we're working on a ton of things right now. One of the things that's happened with Kitbash as we've grown is mm-hmm. things take a lot longer. Um, okay. We were so used at used to in the beginning. Projects being uh, a couple weeks or a couple months, and now mm-hmm. they're a couple years. Wow. Uh, and it, I think it's just because our ambitions have grown. Yeah. And so there's things that we're working on now where, if you use a kit right now, it, it is not ubiquitous. You know, you have to know 3D. You have to know quite a bit. Um, right. And the the things that we're doing to to remove a lot of those technical barriers aren't just a Uh, Let me plug some things in for a kit because Mm -hmm. we now have over 10,000 assets that we're managing. Um, So when uh, a technology changes, it's not just about, okay, how do we shift to this technology? We have Mm -hmm. to work with those softwares to figure out what is the best way to utilize this technology? And then how do we build tools to automate the conversion of over 10,000 assets? And how do we Mm -hmm. do it in a way that works for everyone using any software. Uh, right. So the challenge just becomes more and more difficult, but uh, also very exciting and takes a lot longer. Um, but, you know, in the short term game engines, is, I, can, I can say that that's where our focus is in, in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're working very hard with a, with a great R&D team on, mm-hmm. uh, on tools and, and software that, that should alleviate a lot of the struggles
0: cool that sounds really awesome man well yeah that that sounds interesting of course it's i mean i'm always excited to see what you guys are doing especially when you get an artist on to uh to do your cover images it's always um it's always incredible to see the work that can be produced using your tools and um and yeah man i just wish you guys luck for for the foreseeable future i'm sure it's going to be um whatever you do is going to be awesome so yeah um also I'm just thinking as well <laughs> i'm talking about 2018 energy workshops the last time we saw each other was in la in september at lightbox that was the last time we actually saw each other outside of the the convention center for uh yeah. in pasadena that was the the last time we saw each other so yeah it actually skipped my mind i thought i was like yeah i haven't seen you since 2018 and i was like yeah i only saw you six months ago why did that slip my mind so yeah, yeah um okay so moving forward on to uh the working from home vibe um which is kind of why we've got you on here today especially just to kind of go over that in particular detail um why did you want to write it first of all
1: yeah i think um monday was an interesting day for us at kitbash and Hmm. had our first all hands video chat meeting um well, actually, we, we do touch bases every Friday, so we we had mm-hmm. on Friday just to make sure everyone was safe and um, and comfortable at home. Um, but Monday was was definitely the the sit down to say, okay, what do we want to do as a team here,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and specifically, how can we use what we've built in order to uh, make this situation better for people. And Again, going back to our company mission is to enable and inspire artists. And that really mm-hmm. is the, the through line for every action we take. And as we were talking, we really realized that there were some tangible things that we could do that help. And maybe some of those things might seem small, but you never know what someone else is going through and what what might seem small to you might be big for someone else.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, so it was just a kind of almost uh, user's guide that not only people outside your team could use but mostly that your team could use while they worked at home as well
1: yeah that that was kind of that was step one and, and we'll chat about uh, a couple of the other things that we're doing uh, mm-hmm. but the first thing was just uh for for me my my girlfriend is now working out of my place and uh, she's never worked from home before and uh, okay. kind of seeing that being like oh right there's there's a couple tips and tricks here um Mm-hmm. that are almost natural to me just because I've been doing it for so long. Uh, yeah. But then I started to remember the first time I worked from home and mm-hmm. just crashed, you know, yeah. I, I made it like a month. And at first I was like, this is amazing. Like I could mm-hmm. wear PJs all day. And uh, <laughs> I, I ended up working just nonstop all day, all night and feeling like I was just trapped at work and I couldn't get away. Mm. Um, and so I, I really, the the line that I, I say quite a bit is, working from home can often feel like you're living at work. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's where putting boundaries in place really helps and, and just putting out there an article of, of some of the boundaries that I've learned to, to, to put in place because I think really the big thing is, is so many artists think that um, art is created in a chaotic space. Right but as a professional artist it's really about creating order and structure around creation
0: yeah i definitely feel that i think even the fact that the way i have or the way i've situated myself i mean i'm I'm, the plan is anyway we'll see how corona dictates that the plan is to move out uh with my partner in the summer so um we are going through to glasgow to stay full time um so at the moment i'm still with my parents post graduation um and the office i have at the moment somewhere that um i not only come to work but also just to escape family life from day to day so i'm here quite a lot and i did feel like it was a thing where even if i came here to relax because the computer was only like five kind of steps away from my couch i kind of felt like i should be working and then i'd sit here for a while and be like i should go and sit down and play a game and chill because i've been here for a couple hours so yeah it's it's hard when there's not a person over your shoulder pointing the finger saying you know you should take a break you should be working um and i think that's the balance right is learning to be your own uh just boss in general just your own uh voice of reason um because you know like you said working at home can feel like living at work and you know even the steps you know when you talk about being intentional with your day i think the one thing i've struggled with is um scheduling and blocking out time saying right you know from that like you say from I think it's 10 o'clock in the morning to 7 at night those are your office hours right and anything outside that is you know leisure time or family time or time with your partner um so how did you start to build that system um initially
1: yeah I I think discipline has been something that's been pretty natural to me or something I was at least very I was raised with um Mm -hmm. a very very strong sense of discipline uh, so I think it comes a little easier to me than, than maybe some other people of of saying, Hey, this is a blocked out time and I'm going to stick to it. Right. Um, but I've also gone up, uh, overboard on, on imbalance. Um, usually for, for me, I lean on the side of working too much that, that ends up being, uh, usually where, where my downfall is rather than not being able to work or playing video games all the time. Right. Um, but it it doesn't really matter either one is is not healthy yes uh i I think I've tried a couple different things to to try to make this work it It took me three attempts to be able to work from home sustainably, and each time I made it a little longer and a little longer uh, right after the first one, I remember just feeling so stir crazy and I just needed to get back to an office mm. uh, and and the next time I made it about six months, and uh the first maybe four months i was super disciplined and then i started to slip and Mm. as soon as i started to slip it's so hard to get that momentum back uh that it just became a downward spiral until i I needed to get out of the out of the house again
0: yeah and then Uh, that was a thing where you talk about creating schedules right and and the way how you know you you designate a, a kind of time and a slot for each thing you were doing so how were you you know i mean all your day from 10 to 7 would be work but then how were you scheduling those blocks was that broken up by maybe projects or discipline or did you have a part maybe during the day when you were learning things and weren't working on stuff um
1: i i this kind of goes to uh, creating a intention for the day Mm -hmm. so i would write out everything i wanted to accomplish that day and Mm -hmm. have that as my guide and i think also having a a list of things that you're you're trying to get through and uh and a uh, cutoff time means that you use your time a lot more efficiently during that block. Uh, right. You you kind of have this uh, this race going. At least I do. I I'm, I'm kind of racing the clock every day, and I do this even when I'm at the office. Uh, of of saying you know 7 p.m. is the cutoff time, so uh, I'm going to race to try to check off everything on this list before that. Uh, right if i get done early that's great let me see if there's something else i can do to be productive because that's what i'm slotted for here um, right and it's gonna make it that much more rewarding when uh when i finish up my day and and can go cook dinner or watch a movie mm-hmm. or something
0: like that right yeah because then you have to almost shut that part of your brain off and not think about work and make sure that you're just then focusing on you know post seven that you're just focusing on you know time with your partner time doing something creative um not creative sorry relaxing um although well it could be creative but relaxing but yeah so i think that's the problem i have at the moment sometimes is that um my days are so open um trying to schedule something is is the hardest part because i haven't you know i've never worked in in games or film um full time and you know i haven't worked on a project per se so um, a lot of those soft skills are are lost on me and, and it's something that I've never really had to um, look for because I think my, I, I've talked about this in the podcast before that the, the problem I've kind of had my whole life is that my parents have basically handed me everything so I've not really had to work for anything my entire life um, even when I had my first job you know it was through a contact my father had so um, you know leaving my job going back to university networking the last couple of years that was all off my own back which I felt proud doing that much obviously and i was glad i went to university and got my degree i'm the first one in my family to do that but now post-graduation i'm in this kind of void where um i'm trying to focus on tasks but um it is very hard to to schedule your time when um you know i'm I, not that i'm saying i don't know what i need to make for a portfolio but it's like well, what are the steps i should be taking what should i be studying because there's there's almost at this point, you know, when I was studying a couple of years back, you know, like I think Learn Squared had only just taken off. A lot of this stuff was in its infancy, same with ArtStation. Um, so, you know, now there's like an overabundance of tutorials. So I think the focus is like, where do I focus? Where do I put that time? Um, although that would have been a bit more deliberate for you because at the time you were heavily you were you were map painting full time, that was your career. So were you learning alongside those times as well, or was it all just working on projects?
1: Um, you know, one of the, the nice things about being a, a digital artist is that you can multitask, and I don't think there was ever a time when I wasn't listening to something, a podcast, a class, a tutorial, right. or something up on one screen while I was painting on the other. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think this idea of, of, of how to get focused uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's an interesting one. It, it kind of goes back to the Kip thing. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a surprising challenge to set your goals. Uh, yep. it's, it's not easy. It sounds easier than it is. And, uh, it really takes a lot of internal discovery, uh, of right. really getting clear and asking yourself, what do I want with my life? What do I want with my career?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and, and that's a lot of people don't have an answer for that, and that's okay. Mm. Um, but I, are,
0: you, are you using meditation throughout your day as well, or is that something you've done for a while or um, mindfulness I, or something like that or
1: I try I, I definitely try I'm, I'm definitely not as regimented as I should be um, on a on a really good week. I'll get a get a ten minute meditation in in the morning, but um, it's it's definitely something that uh, I have a lot of improvement. <laughs> To, uh, to be had there um, but yeah. I do journal every morning and I think um, journaling helps a lot. Um,
0: I was just going to touch on that because I, was, I saw a bit in your article where you talked about journaling and writing down your goals but also the gratefulness kind of part of it where if you could write down three things you were grateful for that would be a bonus is that something you've done over meditation is that something that you've done for real? while is also journaling?
1: Yeah I, I haven't missed a journaling day in maybe a year. Uh, oh, wow that's that's something that's a, a crucial part of my day i just i know that it it, it makes my day better um,
0: are, you, are you keeping this electronically or is it just a book in front of you or
1: i have a book because i like to um i like to actually get away from a screen and and write on paper there and
0: makes sense yeah
1: um also what i like about a book is it limits how much you can write i always just do uh one page uh the right side of the page is uh, free thought where i just have to fill the page it doesn't matter what i write i just have to fill the page okay uh, yeah. and then the left side i write three things i'm grateful for and three things that'll make today a success oh, okay. um, and i try to limit it to three because yes there's especially when running a company there's a million things that you can do uh but right. we limit it to three things you get very very clear on what those goals and priorities are
0: Mm, okay that's interesting yeah definitely i mean i know i'd actually looked at a journal and i think i might actually start it because i've had i've had a lot of epiphanies when i went walking recently and just without music without anybody beside me i've just walked with my own thoughts i found that that you have a good time of working through what's in your head when you're having to just be alone with your thoughts Mm -hmm. but also um someone recommended um the my therapist was recommending using um uh, future self journaling so journaling from the perspective of, you know, you're sitting at 80 years old and you're writing about, you know, what your life was like, you know, when you were younger or the things you've accomplished. So it gives you also a projection into, or a, or a, a vision and what your future could be as well. A lot of really powerful tools. Um, even, um, I don't know if you've read uh, Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, um, a really good read as well. I'm kind of listening to an audio book at the moment. Um, but then again, it's a very... uh um what's the word focus and determined book about how you uh can almost get so much done by just uninterrupted purposeful uh practice where you know you cut every um you know distraction away from your day and you just focus on one thing at a time and then that will produce like the maximum results you know talks about like some authors who would you know hire a cabin in the woods miles from civilization just to finish pages and they would only write on you know, old school typewriters, nothing electronic, no email, no phones. Um, is that also part of your day as well? Do you, you kind of go, um, anti-social media or anti-communication during the day? Or are you quite available? Do you answer all emails, a lot of messages online?
1: Uh, I, I, stay kind of away from social media in general. Uh, okay. Every once in a while I'll pop my head up on there. Um, emails. Yeah. Throughout the day. I mean, most of my job is emails at this point. Okay. Um, so i keep a zero inbox um mm-hmm. and that's that's just something to make sure that uh that no yeah. one's waiting on me to make progress right um but i i think you know going to the going back to the journaling thing the yes the way i start my free write every day is um just by writing the words today i feel and then i have to fill mm-hmm. the rest and okay. i think what that does is it forces me to and usually I have to take a quite a big pause there to really try to check in and see where am I at right now?
2: Mm.
1: And just even that time designated to check in and say, you know, what, what am I feeling? Am I anxious mm-hmm. today? Am I excited today? Am I afraid today? Um, mm. And that a lot of the times I'll go through my day if I if, if I don't do that, I'll go through my day not not knowing uh um, right. reacting to things from a space where i might be oblivious to uh my tone or or my mood um, right but if i can get clear on that first thing in the day then either i can work through that problem in the journal or at least uh have the context of when when something comes up i can i can know that i'm reacting out of a, a space of excitement or maybe an ex- a, a space of fear
0: right okay cool so again being very honest with yourself about your goals but also how you're feeling during the day and then trying to work i mean because i think it is once you get it out your head onto the page it becomes less um i'm trying to think of a good way to describe this but your head becomes less cluttered or you feel like you're clearer in the morning if you get that down have, have you you know you said you've not missed a day but then I know I was going to ask you how you would feel or if you had had a day you'd missed how you felt that day but then if you haven't if you've never missed a day then you know you couldn't really answer that yeah
1: I've missed days before before this streak Uh, right
0: okay yeah and was that something you noticed like purposefully or mindfully that you did feel different those days or you did feel like you weren't as I mean you're always productive but you weren't maybe as focused or definitely yeah right
1: and I think when you get it out on paper you you know if it's just kind of like a to-do list I think if you write a to-do list, then you don't feel like you're trying to juggle so many things and afraid to forget something. Um, yeah. Once it's on paper, it feels like it's it's stable and you don't have to think about it anymore because you've put it somewhere.
0: Yeah, because you're also making those goals, I'm assuming, quite realistic or something that you feel like you definitely can manage. Or are you also, you know, you're maybe putting one goal that's attainable, but two maybe that are out with reach or they're all manageable. How do you, how do you kind of balance your goals for the day?
1: Yeah, it's uh, banks and I did a, a talk throughout Europe this year on uh, called create without permission. And a big part mm-hmm. of it was uh, what is a goal and what is a mm-hmm. bullshit goal and right. defining bullshit goals as goals that um, there is no finish line to. Uh, right. And, and there's nothing wrong with uh, those aspirations of I want to be a better artist. That, right. That's, there's that's a great thing to aspire to, um, but that's not a tangible goal. Because at no point are you going to be able to say I have accomplished
0: this, right? Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, but, but making but making them manageable and and then no using I love how you say bullshit goals. It's not even just like a bad goal; it's a bullshit goal. um But then is that you know? I feel it's almost like an entire that's an entire podcast in itself is manageable goals because you know I think a lot of people. I think that's also what I'm guilty of. Is you know, like I'm I'm just putting every day I'm putting the pressure on myself to say right. I just want to get better at art, but I'm not breaking that down any, like, for instance, you know, okay, today I'm going to draw a hundred hands or whatever, or today I'm going to get better at drawing heads. Like, that's something I feel like I'm definitely missing. I'm I'm just every day, like, okay, let's get better at art and just opening something random, you know, a book or a tutorial and just maybe mindlessly learning. Um, And that's something you're saying that's definitely, like, uh, that would be a bullshit goal is just be a better artist.
1: Well, yeah, and, and I used to the word bullshit goal, or, or we used it in our talk to be somewhat mm-hmm. harsh and jarring in, in order to um, try to dissuade people from mm-hmm. considering those goals. I, you know, mm-hmm. I consider that a mission. Um, and I think there's a good distinction between a mission and a goal. Uh, right. The, the Kip Ash mission is to enable and inspire artists. We're never mm-hmm. going to accomplish that. It's not a goal to accomplish. It's a mission to um, strive for and keep as a through line. Um, right. A goal has a measurable result at the end of it, um, right? And I think once you can get clear on what the measurable result is, um, mm-hmm. on, on what would it mean, what do I need to accomplish in order to actually check the box on this one, um, right? Create something tangible that you can actually take actions towards.
0: Yeah, I think it's even the the power of checklists. I mean, I know uh, Matt Diavella and Thomas Frank have done numerous videos on checklists, saying that. Um, when people had unsurmountable goals or something they were actually doing for the first time they didn't know how to achieve, they would always break it down in a checklist. I think they talked specifically about some of the NASA missions that they'd done at the initial first stage and how, again, a lot of things had never been accomplished. It was an all kind of brand new territory to them, so they broke it down into checklists and they just had simple just boxes with a goal next to it and something that you could check off every day that would get you on track because, like you said, the the bullshit goal is... You know go to space the the checklist then has to be like well we need to build a rocket how do we build the rocket well we need to assemble these parts or we need to you know so it's it's definitely i think a good way of freelancing or building your time when you're outside of an office is is breaking larger goals into smaller goals and i think that's what you do like you said every day is just checking off a couple of goals per day i think is, is very manageable but then i think it's also about being you know again you've talked about you're on the the other end of the spectrum where you've been a workaholic but you do talk in your article about, you know, simple stuff like, you know, shower and get dressed as though you're going to the office, take regular breaks, call somebody. So there is a lot of, of a human side within that, within the work as well. And that's also important to be productive as well, right?
1: Yeah. And I, I think that it's it's all a balance and, and it's very rare that I've ever met anyone that is striking the the exact middle point between the two. I definitely yeah. never have um but i think that's a worthy endeavor to strive for
0: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and is that something that you've also found um because i definitely feel this is a trend but then when you were kind of young free and single um you know you you've only got your work you've only got maybe a single goal of i want to be better in this industry but then have you found that um even just friendship relationships or, or partner relationships is that something that's made you think more about balancing your life
1: yeah i think not just um uh, my incredible partner but and, mm-hmm. and my my amazing family but yeah i uh, now having a, a an incredible team at kitbash and mm. very much in the in the forefront of, of my mind and banks's mind is mm-hmm. we're running a marathon here um our right. ambitions are, are very big and and it's going to take us a long time to get there so yeah so we need to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves that we're staying happy and healthy that yeah. we are encouraging balance in our team so that um we never cause burnout that instead yeah. we set up uh our team to be able to have a lifestyle that is maintainable for a very long time
0: yeah because i think it's it's definitely again this could be a whole other podcast but then burnout is a real thing I know people have done talks on it recently about how to notice when, you know, burnouts come in, how to recover from it. Um, and scary, you know, scientific facts about seeing how some people are so burnt out in their career, it can actually take them years to bounce back in a, a normal routine. I mean, I definitely feel like, you know, I left my career, I left my job in 2012 and, you know, I've been kind of on the forefront of trying to get in here at this point and I definitely feel like I'm... <laughs> um, burnt out but then i'm still pushing on because i need to get a job at one point but like yeah, it's 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 something that i think the industry suffers from in general and you know i think i almost um normalized the you know, overworking because you hear so many stories about people in the industry who you know work 14 hour days work the weekends never see their kids i mean especially in scotland you know the guys at rockstar were famous for um the wives of the artists you know protesting outside for their, for their husbands to come home because they work so many hours so um yeah i think it's but then i think it's also because you know you'll know yourself the industry and a lot of the parts of the industry are, are still very young so striking that balance of working life has been an ongoing process and um and like you were saying that's a thing you you want to champion at at Bash. is that because you've had maybe so many negative experiences in the past or just something that was always in the forefront of building a business for you
1: it's one of the reasons why we Built a business in the first place, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Banks and I came together after decade-long careers in the film industry, having both mm. experienced um, a lot of the uh, short-sightedness, I would say, uh, of right. the industry. Um, and I'd still, still say to this day, if I ever worked at a studio that uh, made me feel appreciated and. Uh, made my lifestyle and happiness and healthiness a priority to them i probably would have stayed there for the rest of my career
0: Mm, yeah i know and that and it's (laughs) it's kind of sad that you know you were at the peak of the industry and you had so many great opportunities but you never found that equilibrium in the studio which probably speaks more towards the industry in general um which is is slightly worrying for people who probably want to get here but then um i think that is so much i think i've talked about this many times but it's so much of a part i think of this journey is that you have to find the studio that fits your lifestyle i mean i know when i was recently in la and i got to visit the guys at riot um a lot of the artists who were working there saying said that they felt right was one of the best life work balances they'd ever had in a studio um some of them talking about you know they've been at previous studios and you know, they never saw their families or had any time for relationships. But in riot, they felt like they had a good equilibrium. I think even the fact I knew that the guys at riot paid for their breakfast, lunch, and dinner—simple um, stuff like that—was like, yeah, they do. I think they do feel appreciated there. So, yeah, it's, it's a it's a thing where I think, yeah, people know that if they get somewhere they feel comfortable, then they will just um, hunker down and and uh, and stay stay the course. Um, I mean, I guess you're hoping that's the case for Kit Bash, right? You're hoping that the guys. Enjoy the the process so much that they want to be part of that team for the long haul or the long term.
1: Yeah, we spend so much time recruiting, um, and and by that I mean we spend so much time trying to find the perfect person for a position or a role, mm. and we don't want to have to go and do that again. Um, right. We we love the people on our team, and and it would be. um, Heartbreaking to lose someone who's so uh, paramount to our mission. So, yeah. uh, whatever we can do in in the day to day operations of everything to ensure that that they're living the most comfortable and extraordinary life, uh, mm. and to make sure that that we as a company are moving towards uh, a mission that everyone believes in and can rally behind and feel fulfilled from. Right. And and I think that's that kind of brings us to this. Uh, coronavirus um, pandemic that's going on and uh, going back to our mission and mm-hmm. it was really incredible how everyone on the team really wanted to contribute something to artists uh, yeah you know and and if that's you know a guide of, of how to work from home that's one thing and i think there's a lot of other things that that we're doing mm-hmm. for this um yeah. and and i think that also with this whole pandemic there's this silver lining on this. And I'm, I try to look at the positives of this and I, I don't need to reiterate all the negatives because I think you can find yeah. that of course. Uh, but for the last couple of years, we've been racing. Everyone in the world has been moving so quickly and so head down. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's so much chatter and noise and, and people work in crazy hours that they might not even get the opportunity to take a step back and revisit the question of, uh, what do I want for my life? Right. And this gives this opportunity to be at home, to spend some more time with loved ones and to spend some time on yourself to really think, uh, what am I doing? What do I want to do? Uh, what am I excited about? Um, how am I feeling right now? Um, and what are my goals? Okay. And taking that step back, using this time to maybe learn a new skill that you didn't have before. Or maybe you have been working nonstop, stop and this is the first chance that you're going to get to recover from some burnout.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, it's kind of funny when I was looking this morning on a, uh, on social media, um, even though again, I'm trying to avoid as much as I can, but then I think I've kind of picked a bad time to avoid it because we're all confined to our own spaces now, but there was an article or a, a set of pictures that were really kind of almost beautiful where, Um, in Italy a lot of the parts uh, are close to nature reserves or forests so because the cities have been devoid of humans for so long there are actually wild animals and lots of parts of nature that are almost reclaiming the cities and coming in to feed and get food because you know the places are so quiet in fact in like Venice Italy the rivers because of you know the lack of tourists and boats and and, and fishing and whatever else in in the lakes because there's so little of it now the water is almost crystal clear there's been dolphins fish and other things coming in from the sea back into the into the city to to feed and and meet people because again it's so quiet it's been so devoid of human life the the co2 emissions from china italy most parts of europe are almost non-existent now the skies in china are also probably i think the cleanest and clearest they've ever been in decades so it just shows like how a couple of months can make a huge difference in the world we live in um and especially for guys like you and me in our 30s you know like you're thinking to yourself you know you want to be able to see the world a little far ahead um of the curve and you know a little further on uh past your years and i think like you said it was the 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 fault of ours is that we were so fast and so heads down we weren't actually noticing by the time we lifted our head the damage that was done around us um and this is almost like you said tragic at the same time but also given us pause to think about how fast were we going and how how could we have slowed down a bit more um but i think that's just the human condition right and something that maybe we've we've been learning as as we've evolved the last 10-15 years um so yeah definitely a, a definitely a a thing that has two edges or two two different kind of, kind of sides that you could look at it but um at least the guide you know i feel is good also that it has the balance of you can work but you can also look after yourself and i think you've got to do both to have a productive time working from home i'm sure you would agree
1: yeah and i think with the with balance in mind there's so much negative stuff online right now and mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard to ignore and some of it you shouldn't ignore um, yeah a lot of information coming out that that we need to be paying attention to, uh, so that mm-hmm. we can take actions to, to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe.
0: Of course.
1: Um, but I also think that we artists have a very unique gift and a responsibility right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things as artists that we can do is is create and create something that uh, can transfer an emotion from one person to many. Yes. Uh, and so I think that that for the artists who who can step up right now to create positive images,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's a, an incredible gift to the world. And yeah. when you're scrolling through social media and you're seeing an endless amount of the world's falling apart, and you stumble upon uh, some beautiful nature images of like, oh my God, look at this part being reclaimed. Uh, yeah. The. The light that that adds to your day is unquantifiable.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's very real, and 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 like you know, it was almost like I don't know if you ever played The Last of Us, but then there's a part in that where Joel and Ellie are kind of clumping through the last bit of the city they're in to get to the fireflies and they come across a giraffe randomly just eating some leaves off the side of a building. Um, I think because, you know, they had been part of the zoo and they'd escaped. But then it showed how even when humans weren't here, there was parts of nature and, and beautiful things that went on beyond us that were still continuing to live and thrive. So, yeah, I think, like you said, there's both sides of it, right? There's a side where, you know, there is a caution. We should be obviously open minded and thinking about what to to do to prepare. But at the same time, you know, there is a lot of good things that are coming from this, that things that maybe we weren't expecting would be good for the planet, but then actually is and it's helping in, in certain parts and giving Mother Nature a chance to breathe. So yeah, like anything in life, there's good, there's bad. So I think focus on the good. Um and it definitely will, I think if you focus on the good, it will help you also be productive in your day because there's also a trap of um just sitting with negative thoughts in your head and then you just you're almost paralyzed, right? You can't do anything. You just sit and stare at the monitor. So I think it also has to be a thing where the positive thoughts will help you just get through the day. Um it's sometimes unavoidable, but I think the more you focus on that stuff, the better your day and outcome will come at the end of that. Um yeah.
1: Yeah, when when we run into a tough situation, the 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 thing I try to think about is and I, I I forgot what book this is from, mm. um, but the the line is, what do you need to do to make this bad situation the best thing that ever happened? Right. Yeah. And I think that as a as a team at Kipbash, that's really where our heads at is. How do we make this a a good situation? Right. And I think where where we see opportunity here is this is a wonderful call to arms to show the impact and the gifts that artists have around the world.
0: Yes, of course. Um, I think it's also... Oh, no. Okay, on you go, Max. Oh, go, go for it. Go for it. No, I was just going to say, it was, it was interesting. I saw a, a tweet the other day when people were saying that, you know, people were talking about, oh, I'm going to play video games or I'm going to binge watch Netflix. And um people were saying that, you know, when everybody has kind of like, you know, other no alternatives, everybody turns to the artists to entertain them and you look at like how many artistic outlets are available now for people so that yeah if they don't want to deal with stuff in their day to day there is an outlet that has been created by artists and that's why I think you know people talk about the underappreciation of artists and I think it's good to see that you know people still are aware now that oh yeah it's because of artists I can watch you know this series on Netflix or I can play this video game Um, there is a need for them there is a need for them in the the world and um, yeah I definitely feel that that's a, a thing again that will help you moving forward is just remembering that you're part of this global community that creates and informs and entertains and helps people through difficult, difficult times um, and then also there's a group of artists I know online, you know like my friend Hugo who's making a lot of his uh, his new composition stuff like free and available on YouTube at this moment to, to help people during the crisis um, there's a lot of you know free tutorials going up I know Adobe has been helping some students at the moment, giving them free licenses for Adobe software to help them through the times so uh so yeah it's good to see that there is that positive outreach in the community that's helping people focus on the good that artists can do um as a community
1: yeah by the time this podcast launches we'll be out by uh we're releasing utopia kit for free on kitbash okay cool and so anyone can download it for free. And what we'll be doing is shifting our social media and all of our content over to just sharing um the positive imagery that people create using Utopia.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Really good. I,
1: I think that's really our call to arms for, for the community is saying um let's let's blast positive imagery. Let's blast um images of a of a brighter future. Um and Uh, Let's put our attention and focus
0: there. Right. Yeah, that could be a really awesome thing to do. And I think that's also good because I know we were talking about this not even a couple of weeks ago. Where when you look into the future and people, you know, writers especially, when they always talk about the future, it's always dystopian. It's always, you know, self-destructive. It's always a a terrible future where we've we've destroyed ourselves. And I think, like you said, using the utopia kit to then influence on, like, well, how would you see the future? How would you see the world, you know, moving forward? What, you know, what utopia would you want to see? I think that is definitely 100% a positive message um, that can be shared and, and probably will inspire people. So yeah, so this, this episode should be going up. You should be hearing this um, at the start of April. So um, I'll leave the links. Max will send them over across to me. Um, I'll leave the links below. You can grab the kit from there. And, uh, and, and yeah, how are they? Uh, you may not talked about this yet, but submission, you're just going to kind of, post them will it be a kind of maybe not competition but will there be things where you in, maybe rate the, the highest ones or is it just literally you're going to just repost everybody who makes an image
1: i think we're just going to try to repost as many of these images as possible um, right i think we just finished a contest but i don't think this is really about um being competitive
0: Competing. yeah of course
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I think instead we're, we're we're asking give us give us ammunition to to blast uh positive imagery
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah it's a really awesome thing you're doing max yeah and to banks of course yeah definitely to, to him as well we need to try and get a podcast on point where we can get the both of you on and we can hear his uh his chatter as well it'd be really good but then yeah that's been great that the article's up i'll also link that um in and the the show notes at the bottom in the description you guys can check that out um which will also link to kit bash and then hopefully like i said you can you can get the kit from the store it will be free um, as long as you make an account and and then yeah i'll leave max's uh art station links as well and then of course if you guys uh want to put any comments or questions in the in down below in the youtube settings then uh then yeah i'm sure max will get back to one point you will try and reply to them and um and also leave his contact details and socials so um if you want you can get in touch with either the kitbash guys or max himself um at, to anything really because max is a, a really open person uh guy i've known for a couple of years now and um, one of the nicest guys in the industry, and, and always uh, able to help and willing to help anybody who's who's looking for it. So um, so yeah, um, it's been really great having you on, Max. Um, thank you for giving up, um, your time. I know you're extremely busy, so I really appreciate you coming on and and talking to us today. It was really nice.
1: Of course, thank you for having me. I I, I love that you're doing this podcast. It's uh, such an inspirational podcast. I love listening to a bunch of your other episodes and um yeah keep up the good work Gordon
0: thanks man I appreciate it it was definitely evident when uh I was in a, LA in a, a light box a couple of people coming up and saying um that they recognize my voice and, and they listened to the podcast and it was helping them so um I think that's the one thing that keeps me spurring on is just the fact that people seem to take away um a good message from this and and definitely feel it's inspiring them so Um, as long as that keeps happening i'll keep making them so uh yeah this will be continuing for a long time yeah again thanks to max for coming on uh thanks for you guys to listening to to the episode hopefully this has inspired you like i said again we'll link the article down below um and uh just stay tuned we'll try and get a couple more episodes up during the the outbreak hopefully um some more artists will come on and and chat and that'll kind of keep you guys distracted from what's going on but uh stay safe hope all your guys are, are staying healthy and and be conscious of the, your surroundings and, and making sure that you're you're staying um 100 percent free from the virus um and uh, and yeah we'll just catch you on the next episode um thanks again max thanks again guys for listening and um, we'll see you guys later one
1: last, Bye. Oh, okay, go, go, go. Sorry, one last thing to everyone who's listening yes uh, this this is an opportunity here and and really use it and use your gifts and use your creativity um uh, and s- spread positivity
0: yeah definitely i can 100 percent back that um as much as you can i think uh as things get a bit darker and, and, and as the world seems to close in a bit um i think if we all shine a bit more of the light outside of us then it definitely will keep the darkness off and i think uh if we come together as not just as a, an artist community but just as a community of human beings i think uh yeah we'll do fine and stop buying all the fucking toilet paper i mean really you do yeah. not need to wipe your ass that much come on um okay thanks again max thanks again guys and i'll speak to you guys later bye